0: Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made-in-Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at divineshirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. If you've been a regular listener to the show for the past few years, you might remember the uh, Quick Hits episodes I did, which were sort of a series of micro-interviews with a bunch of local artists who had, uh, you know, some new things happening. But it was just short 10-15 minute interviews in in groups of four. And so one of the cool things that's happened since then is I've had a lot of the artists who were on the Quick Hits episodes um, end up being on a full episode of the podcast. Uh, you know, a year or two later. And this is another example of that. Uh, the guest on this episode is someone who was on, I think, the first Quick Hits we did. And so it's been a few years. And I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what you do as an artist.
2: My name is Orvis Thomas. I'm currently recording and releasing music as just Orvis. Um, I'm putting out a full album next year, but this year I put out uh, the Love in Vain EP. There's a digital-only version, and uh, currently I just put out a couple—well, a CD version uh, with a couple of different tracks than the digital version, just due to licensing issues. Uh, it's a limited run of about a hundred CDs, cool. and I look forward to releasing more m- music as the years go by.
0: So, I guess some. Um... With this, with this CD that just came out, because that's kind of you know the timing around this this interview is because you just had the release show a few days ago from when we're recording this, and and you know this is out in the world it's... now, both versions, the 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 original version, and now the one with the the different track listing and everything. Um, what, uh, why did you decide to do two different versions of this album, this EP? Was it because you wanted to have a physical and a digital, or did you have more to say? I guess you know months after re- releasing the first one.
2: Oh, really, really, it was just licensing issues. Um, okay. I had to. uh you have to apply for a license to put cover songs on a CD. And uh, I unfortunately wasn't able to do that in time. <laughs> so I already had the show booked and uh, time was running out, so I decided to do just all originals okay. on the CD version. Um, and But I, l- I like the idea of having like all originals on one EP. There were a couple uh, covers on the digital-only version uh, one was written by a songwriter who uh, lived here in Winnipeg at a time. I heard one of her songs and really enjoyed it. I got her permission to record it, and the other song was uh, "Muddy Waters." Okay. Uh, she's nice.
0: well, and I guess maybe the, the covers thing is just sort of a good, uh, good thing to talk about because I know you've been. I see your name appearing a lot on on show show listings and show posters and things like that. Doing cover shows. I mean, you have some 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 country shows you've done, uh, some some rock of stuff. Is that a big part of what you do? Like, just the idea of, of kind of playing a lot of material by others?
2: Um, I, I really wanted to play with a lot of, um, like, a, lo- a lot of good local musicians. And this, this was a way to do that, like, to get everybody all together and uh, do the shows, you know, have a good time with everybody. And yeah. I know these guys are up to par and playing with the material. And it's material that, means a lot to me, like a lot of uh, Hank Williams, Dwight Yoakam, uh, John Lennon, Tom Petty, that kind of stuff. That's what I grew up listening to, and it's a joy to play it with really great musicians.
0: Well, that helps, right? When you have, like, you know, top talent uh, backing you up on those songs, well, yeah. it's going to come through. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, having all that stuff in your background, you know, I'll ask the, the horrible question of how do you define the style of music that you play? Because, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's a pretty wide range of stuff. I mean, obviously, there's the country element, which isn't necessarily obvious, I don't think, listening to your EP. The rock stuff is there, for sure, and the pop influences and things like that. But, um, yeah, wh- wh- how do you define it? What, what, what is what is the Orvis sound?
2: I, I just call it maybe pop music you know um uh it's such a far like a wide-ranging uh genre yeah, it's huge yeah because yeah. yeah, you know pop changed um i guess definitions decade to decade and like now like we have int- integrated like some like some trap music in uh one of the recordings on the ep you know just just kind of having some fun with it i i said like let's try a trap beat on this song yeah towards the very end because like it's a seven minute song and it kind of goes from like the latin kind of dance stuff to maybe a little bit of straight ahead rock and then at the end we wanted to have some fun so we tried like uh, doing the trap beat and i think it turned out really really well
0: do you have um a preference as far as styles because i mean you know we've just talked about a whole bunch of different genres here that are all connected for sure i mean even trap has you, you could find connections to some of these older styles of music but do you have sort of a somewhere you feel you fit the best maybe as a songwriter or as a performer uh,
2: not necessarily like one particular place just because my writing can be all over the place i i do think there's like a common thread with uh, what i do um like my songs um, I really wanted to avoid going um and on uh, but <laughs> uh
0: it happens worries. I know, do it's, it
2: too. it's all just just you know pop and rock music you know I grew up on like Beatles and Rolling Stones as well as the country stuff so there are common elements within all of that that kind of through everything
0: yeah yeah what is the uh, what's the reaction been I mean I know you've had you know different versions of this the CP but you one of them has been out for a few months now and the, the other one is now out in the world have you had a good response from uh, people in the, in the oh, yeah line?
2: yeah yeah everybody loves it so so far um, I, I definitely want to push it out more at shows like uh, even the cover shows like selling it like if you, yeah because a lot of the guys that played the shows are on the record as well. Um, there's been some good reviews. You know, uh, I think Bad Gardening Advice on Instagram, they do a lot of local reviews, and that was a really good one. Yeah, they
0: do They do great stuff. It's, they seem to really uh, find a unique way of getting to the heart of what records are about. Yes. <laughs> so do you have, I mean, I guess maybe, why, why just go with the, the mononym? Why the, why the one name only? I mean, is that... Uh, i mean it's your name (laughs) but you know was there a reason behind that like do you want to just sort of is this like maybe a new a different persona than people might have known you from before when you're playing you know other projects other bands
2: yeah i believe that um you know just having the one name makes it a little easier like especially like with writing writing it out (laughs) uh less space on posters sure yeah you can have a bigger font or more depending on how big it is yeah yeah um but, you know, I, nobody ever really refers to me by my last name. It's always just Orvis. So.
0: Well, it's, I guess it's a fairly unique name, and I'm probably too. the only
2: one I know. So.
0: Right, exactly, yeah. So people are going to know who they're talking about when, when, they, when they hear Orvis, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, with, the, with the, uh, the EP that's now out, and like you said, you have these these, these cover shows and other things happening, um, do you have sort of a... Is there like a set Orvis band that, that you play with for, for this stuff? Or, or are you just sort of, uh, you know, picking and choosing between different... Uh, backing musicians, depending on, on who's available and, and who you can get for different shows?
2: It, it's it been... Um, there's been some consistent members. There's been other members. Maybe they got a show and they got to get somebody else to come in. Um, Vaughn Poyser has been playing the cover shows a lot. Um, Tony Peasy PZ was playing guitar for me a lot. Okay. Um, some of the drum... Uh, the drum seat has kind of changed a little bit. Um, going forward, I've actually kind of reunited with, uh, Mark Bannister from November Underground, okay. or formerly of November Underground. He's going to be playing for me for a lot of stuff coming up. Um, there's a lot of great pedal steel players and fiddlers in the city, and I look forward to playing with all of them.
0: <laughs> That's a good answer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, is this something you'd always wanted to do? I- I'm assuming this is your first solo release right i mean i know you've you again you've played in a bunch of other projects over the years and you've done these cover shows and things like that is this your first record as yourself like your first proper solo release
2: well back around 2021 i put out all my uh, old solo material out okay. as uh, kind of a charity ep um all all the proceeds i you know i bought gift cards and gave them out to people on the street you know like You know, when people are have like a sign, yeah, and they need some money, so I thought getting gift cards would be a good idea. Like, they can go to like Tim's or something. Uh, The EP made a little bit of money, so some people out there got uh, got something from it. Um, But this EP, I think, would be the second and third of uh, my solo releases, at least at least for an EP,
0: right? Right.
1: That we're meant to be so deep. Were the feelings when you were with me? So, why? them for you I would not miss Never go. Because my love I'll keep dreaming I'll keep believing
0: again, because I know you've played in a lot of bands, I mean, I think the times I've, I've, I've seen you around over the years has been playing with other people. Uh, do you prefer doing it this way where where it's kind of your project, where you're sort of the uh, the guy in charge here, and, you know, writing the songs and, 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 yeah, I mean, would you rather be, did you like being in a band where, where you're contributing to kind of a whole, or, or do you prefer this kind of solo idea of, of being your own project, if that makes sense?
2: I like being uh, like a solo artist because I like I do get the final say. Yeah. There, there is something to be said about uh, having a collaboration, like what happens in a band. Yeah, because like yeah. you, you can't beat good chemistry when when you have it, and everybody's firing on all creative cylinders, and then you get it down on tape and you hear the results and like they speak for themselves. Like there, there's no better feeling than that, but. You know bands go awry sometimes so they don't work out <laughs> but uh having a like the solo pro- uh having the solo project uh you know, like you know everything's my say at the end and when i'm happy with it it goes out.
0: yeah yeah that's just kind of nice decision making power to have for sure um how how solo can these songs be performed like are these songs that i'm assuming you're writing these obviously on your own maybe with an acoustic guitar or whatever 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 you're using to 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 write the songs in the first place but can they be played completely solo or are these songs that you feel like you need a band um to be able to perform
2: all all, i've performed all of these songs solo at one point um like a, a lot of the material uh that'll be coming out on like my full ep or sorry full LP. I guess it'll you know, it's material that I wrote back in like two thousand one. Oh wow. And I've been playing it ever since. And, you know, my my favorite song of mine, like I do a version of that on my own. Uh just solo, you know, voice and acoustic. Yeah. And each of them can be played that way. Um, but it is more fulfilling when you have a band backing you, backing you up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to give you different elements that you just can't do oh, yeah. as, as, as a solo performer. Yeah, yeah. So with, with songs, a lot more. Yeah, definitely, yeah, more power and more volume just uh, just <laughs> alone, yeah. Um, with songs that you, that you wrote so long ago, I mean, are you just sort of hoping to just, just finally get those out and recorded and out in the world, or... or like why why does something you wrote so long ago stick with you that you want to put it on on, on an album coming up? Because that's I mean that's a long time between writing and, and actually releasing it. Right.
2: Oh yeah. Um, well, I've like I've, I've written songs since like '98 when when I was like really young. Yeah. Um, and I always kept a log, like um, books, and like everything that I'd write, I just keep. And I like I've, I have so many like notebooks that are just piling up everywhere. But, like, all the best material, like, I, I don't need to look in the book to know how to play it. So, it, like, the, the material ranges from different eras. Yeah. So, so there could be a song that I wrote last year that that I can kind of instantly recall, as well as, like, 2001 or 2005, 2008. Yeah. Well, Just well, because to, i play played them so much.
0: Well, in 2001, 2005, oh, oh, that, that whole time period is, is, I mean, that's a couple decades ago now have those songs kind of uh changed and, and developed and morphed over time or are they still very much sort of as you wrote them back in 2001
2: um a good example is like uh the actual love in vain song okay uh like we we started recording that in 2020 at studio 23 uh just shortly after we'd completed. Or sorry, uh, shortly after the band I was in had completed their uh, album, okay. so I wanted to do something on my own, and I went in uh, to Studio Twenty Three and we started recording it. And like the the key had completely changed. are like pretty pretty much the opposite end of uh, like uh, the key spectrum it was far far away from it. Uh, I wanted to do it more like a pop song. And that that's why it's dancey. Okay uh originally i envisioned it as kind of like a early 70s david bowie kind of song and but then even with the changes it's, it's i guess it's more like an early 80s bowie song now
0: so. <laughs> still still in the bowie category though yeah 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 yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's so awesome. so it's all you know yeah yeah
1: And what it meant to me was Feelings I just can't explain Heaven sent to me love Would nothing stop the rain? It takes a lot of luck to act like you're the only
0: I mean, with having all those notebooks and all these all these old songs that you've written, and, and sort of like you said, logging all of them, um, is there ever a point where where a song is for you as a writer is done? Like, you're never gonna uh, open it up again and go back to it, or is there always the potential that some of these songs from you know a former era, I guess, of your your history as a musician, uh, could come back and get revived and get changed and updated?
2: Um, I, I think like a lot of parts. In songs might be better than other parts. So you might uh, maybe take a chorus from here, a verse from here, and then uh, put them all together. And you've got a good whole whole song, (laughs) kind of Frankenstein out of uh, other song parts. Yeah. Uh, A a song that I've uh, recorded before was like five songs in one. And we did we did a new version at Studio Twenty Three, which will be on the album coming out
0: next oh, cool. year. Okay, okay.
2: So, so you know, there's parts from this song, part from that song, part from this song, maybe new lyrics or something.
0: Yeah. So they 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 still exist to be cannibalized if you need to if you need parts if you need. <laughs> if it needed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when do you expect this? I, mean, I know you just released this EP kind of formally with the show and everything, but do you have sort of a timeline of what you're looking at for the uh, full length?
2: um i'm thinking maybe january or maybe just shortly before summer okay because like you know summer would be a good time to get a tour going and like book some dates around you know the other other parts of the country or or even doing like like northern manitoba like nobody really seems to tour northern manitoba and and it's home for me
0: okay okay so it'd
2: be great it would be great to take this material places that I wrote it because like I was living up north when I was doing my schooling okay okay and so, so material I wrote from like 98 to 2002 would have been written up there
0: yeah so you could get the have, chance to perform sort of it
2: was homecoming
0: yeah 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 <laughs> well I feel like the only people who go up there are, are country acts right it seems like there's there's tons of country yeah. acts who have found all these little communities and they, they know exactly where yeah. to go and there's this whole circuit of them but yeah a lot of other styles of music they, they just don't even it doesn't even occur to them, I think, to, to to go to all these like you know kind of distant rural communities. But yeah, I, every time I have a country artist on, they're always talking about going to some town that I, I vaguely heard of. <laughs> it's like I gotta look it up on a map, and, and but there's people there, right? And they want to hear music, so it makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah like uh, there, there's a lot of talent uh, up north. Uh, I went to the uh, NCI Jam just recently. And uh, one of the contestants was from my home community of Cross Lake. Okay. I I think she won second. Um, She she did an amazing version of that uh, Chris Stapleton song, and you know, just seeing the talent that's being like uh, nurtured up north. You know, there's there's so much great music up there, and they they love music. Yeah. And it's uh, I guess kind of an untapped resource in in a way. But it's always great to, you know, see what's going on there and get them down here and performing.
0: Do you think that kind of having that that background and, and coming from that kind of environment, has that sort of shaped who you are as an artist as well in terms of your songwriting and some of the influences that, that you, you have now to this day?
2: Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, um, like, where I lived was, like, pretty isolated. So I, you know, I'd come down south and maybe get an album or, and a couple magazines take it up for a couple months and just yeah. kind of absorb it. And then uh, there was really nowhere to go. So I'd just be in the room with the album a whole bunch and then playing along to it, or at least trying to learn how to play along to it. And then uh, you'd go back down South and you'd hear like all the exotic, like uh, I guess exotic to me anyway, like radio stations and yeah, you know, what the kids down here are listening to and and going back up and uh, just kind of having a different outlook than what's going on there.
0: Do you think that, um, I mean, I know I, I know you're here now, but do you, do you think that that's changed a bit in recent years for people up there? Because the internet, I mean, if you have access to the internet, you have access to pretty much all music ever created, right? Whereas before, yes. you would have been going and getting one album or whatever it was, and that's all you got until next time you make the trip down. But now it's kind of, the world has opened up. Do you, do you think that's going to sort of... Um, Change, or maybe it already has sort of the way people are, are creating up there in rural communities and northern communities.
2: Yeah, there, there's like, there's so much more access to like the pop culture. Yeah. Um, one of, one of my best friend's nephews went to Taylor Swift in Minneapolis, and it looked like he had like such a bang in time because he had this like cool suit on and he's taking pictures with everybody. And like, that was something that probably wouldn't have happened back in the 90s. It's like sure. nobody would have known who that was. Yeah, you wouldn't or have had a chance like to. Pop stars work.
0: You wouldn't have had a chance to hear it, right? Because it wouldn't have been if it wasn't on yeah. the radio station up there, or you didn't happen to hear it when you were in Winnipeg or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: special like we had at hands to my heart I want to feel that something special like we had at the start Your smile faded because of me I just want to get you back and hold your hand to my heart I want to feel that something special I
2: So there's, it's amazing that there's like the reach now, like like communities are connected to what's going on in the bigger picture.
0: Yeah. Well, and maybe a, a side question based on that is, I mean, you know, for you as an artist, now that people everywhere have access to, to music from anywhere in the world, I mean, someone could be hearing the same music that I'm listening to in Winnipeg and they could be somewhere in Africa and hearing the exact same song, right? Or, or whatever. Like they, there's, just, it, there's so much out there and so much you can find how much more difficult does that make it for you as a creator to, to get your music heard? Because you know that like, not only can everyone access your music, which is great, but everyone can also access everybody else's music all at once. Like how, how do you, you know, what is it about the Orvis EP that is going to appeal to like, you know what I mean? How, how do you make yourself heard above the noise, I guess, because that's obviously what you want to do uh, going forward as a musician, right?
2: Well, I, I think at at this point, like I'm still, Figuring out where I, because like this, this, is really just kind of like the baby steps of, of it. of course, um, like figuring out who who I am. As, still, as a writer, like I'm still learning, still learning, even even after like decades of writing, <laughs> I, I still think I could be better.
0: Yeah,
2: um, but you know, standing out from the crowd, and I think being your genuine, authentic self as an artist, like that appeals to people, like. Uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of your old podcasts and you always say a lot of people in Manitoba have a good bullshit detector.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know I bring it up too, I almost bring it up too much, but it does, it does seem to be like a recurring thing that, that, that comes up yeah. in conversation. Like Authenticity and, is great. Yeah, it is, it is, it is for sure. And I think that, I think you're right. That is how people will, I mean, they have to find you first, but once they find you, if you're being authentic and if you're presenting kind of a genuine and honest um, version of yourself, people are going to latch on to that. Yes. so if people are hearing you for the first time on the show what's the best way to find you now where can someone hear the music uh where can they find out about upcoming shows and, and that kind of thing
2: i've uh recently uh did a web redid uh, my website it's just orvis music.com i got links to all the uh like Bandcam, facebook instagram uh soundcloud manitoba music all uh all kinds of stuff there's links to merch. You can purchase the merch there. Uh, you can purchase uh, this tracks by themselves there as well. Uh, everything's pretty much all linked through that one hub, which is the OrvisMusic.com. All one word.
0: Cool. Yeah. And I assume it's on it's on the various uh, streaming platforms as well.
2: Yes, I, I I know. Back in the day, I was kind of anti Spotify. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> I, so I'm not always, quite a few points, it, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, But you can definitely find it on Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube Music. Uh, And I got the CDs now, so if you get in touch with me, maybe you can purchase the CD.
0: And I guess that's something people can buy at shows as well, right?
2: Yes, they will definitely be on sale at the show.
0: Do you have any shows coming up in the near future from the date we're recording this? I mean, you know, uh, as people know, it's a podcast; they could be hearing it two years after it comes out. But if you're listening to this at the time, where can people see you uh, see you live in the near future?
2: Um, October first at the Park Theater. It's uh, another country cover show. Uh, I haven't really decided on the theme yet. Okay. Um, but there's a couple other great artists that are going to be on the bill as well. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to just say it now, but it's like really great artists in the Indigenous community that are going to be joining me and playing a set as well. Oh, very cool. Um, December 29th at Soch- oh, sorry, South Beach Casino and Resort, I'll be uh, doing a set with my band, a uh, couple, couple other ones in uh, the new year. Uh, various places uh nothing confirmed yet but October 1st Park Theater December 29th South Beach Casino
0: cool cool so is that is that sort of something you're doing on purpose too to just kind of spread the, spread the shows apart uh the local shows anyway
2: um i i work a lot
0: <laughs> fair fair <laughs> so. enough yeah no no that makes sense yeah yeah well the reason i yeah, ask I is that a lot of people i talk to too uh, kind of are worried about this uh, over Overexposing themselves to the local community, local music community, right? If you're playing shows every week, maybe you get a great yeah. turnout the first week, but then the next week, that people will say I've already seen this. So that's why I was asking because that, oh, yeah. that that does come up a lot.
2: I um. I I don't really want to like oversaturate anything, but then I'm I'm also like a very big advocate for uh, like paying my bandmates, so I even even if I'm gonna maybe take a loss. In, in some respects, I yep. want to make sure like everybody at least takes home a hundred bucks or something, because like you know people are taking their time to play music with me. The least I can do as a band leader is do something good for them. Yeah, and then, you know having them space far apart gives me time to you know uh, do something good for them for rehearsing with me as well as playing the shows. Uh, it helps definitely helps if I can get a show that pays really good then like nobody's at a loss
0: yeah you're picking the that you're being selective of the shows rather than just playing yeah. whatever yeah them, them, no that makes yeah. sense for sure so Cause, yeah because have
2: to been too many shows like you know you play for 45 bucks and there's five people in the band
0: yeah yeah well I, i've i've played shows for less than that i haven't played in the band for a while <laughs> but yeah definitely that's the thing i think everyone's experienced for sure for sure